Shia LaBeouf, when he was talking to Bishop Barron about how he appreciates, actually had his conversion to Roman Catholicism from his exposure to the traditional Latin Mass, as celebrated by Padre Pio. Just saw recently, you know, not only have we had the Raf Mass, that's this one here where the priest took off his shirt and uh, had a guy hold on to the raft while he simulated the sacrament on the open seas. Now we got uh, Nerf Sword Mass. I'm going to play the footage. You probably recognize that parish right there. That is Sacred Heart in Omaha, Nebraska. You remember that I did the uh, remix music video as a spoof of their Oh Happy Day Mass. I might show that today. You might have a little blast from the past and see that. But I think this substantiates what Shai is saying. Why is it that these Novus Ordo priests have to bring everything down to the kindergarten level? Why is it like we're at middle school summer camp where everything is cutesy, funny, hee hee ha ha? Remember the one I did? The, there's been raft mass. Uh, there was bubble mass where the guy came up with the uh, bubble wand and everyone was like, ooh, and clapping because he made bubbles during mass. I, I don't understand. I don't, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Why are they doing this? So let's, let's just cut to the chase and, and watch the, uh, the sword fight nerf. I'm calling, we've had raft mass, bubble mass, clown mass, balloon mass. This is the nerf, uh, sword fight mass. Here we go. First off, who's the dude dressed in like the nerdy lab coat with the pink square and the bike helmet with I Why is the priest doing this? There's like one lady laughing. But everyone's I think even if you're just like all in on this kind of liturgy, you gotta be just inwardly melting with cringe. Why? Why? Now, you'll remember, this is the Oh Happy Day priest who got the groove on. Let me, uh, let me cue that up here. And before I hit the play, welcome to the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. Please like, give the thumbs up right now, and share this video on Twitter and Facebook. And subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and the bell. And um, let's pray first. We'll pray the Our Father, and then I'll show you some more footage of what's going on. And remember, the traditional Latin Mass, the Mass as it's been said for over a thousand years, bad, systematic, don't go to it, restrict it, reduce it, punish the priest, punish the lay people, get up with a, a what do you call those things, styrofoam a noodle, pool noodle, and play Nerf, sword wars, that's cool. 
Yeah, this is why Shia was says it. It the Latin Mass is the, unlike the Novus Ordo. The Novus Ordo feels like you're trying to sell me a used car. What did he mean by that? He meant gimmicks. This is all gimmicks right here. We want Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, second person of the Trinity, Word made flesh, Holy of Holies, Ark of the Covenant level of holiness, and you're giving us used car gimmicks? Oremos. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniet regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. You know, when I became a Catholic, I uh, I had read Church Fathers, Thomas Aquinas. I said, you know, this is the real holiness. As a Protestant, you know, we had the Bible, we had preaching, we had uh, a call to become holy, to have an interior conversion, yes. But when I read the Old Testament in particular, actually the New Testament too, when you read Hebrews and the book of the Apocalypse, you realize that the first century Christians under the apostles, the 12 apostles in the St. Paul, man, they were real serious about holiness. Paul even talks about people getting sick and dying in 1 Corinthians because they're not approaching the Eucharistic altar prepared and worthy. In the book of Acts, a couple die in the presence of Peter, the first pope, because they're not honest. I mean, I saw that these Old Testament signs and wonders of, of illness, death, were happening in the early church. In other words, there was a concept of sanctity, of purity that was in the Old Testament and came into the New Testament. And that was something I want. And when I read the Church Fathers, and when I read the lives of the saints, I saw those things happening, and it attracted me to Catholicism. But then you get in, and you see things like, uh, sorry, wrong, wrong clip here. You see things like uh, the sword fighting, and you're thinking to yourself, or I'm thinking to myself, the Mass is the holiest thing on earth. It's The Mass is a million times more holy than the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. And if you touch the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, you die. Big deal. Like you did, and, the, and the priest, when he went in once a year into the Holy of Holies to spread blood on the propitiation, the blood of the atonement, you know, if he messed up or screwed around, he died too. He actually had bells on his vestments if the Levites heard no more jingle jangling, that meant that the high priest died. You got to pull him out by a rope around the ankle. Like That's some pretty serious holiness. And so as a, when I came into the Catholic Church, I thought that that standard would be there. And I had been to Europe and I'd seen the magnificent cathedrals. I'd seen the altar rails and the high altars and all this stuff. I just didn't really fully understand how much things had changed since Vatican II. 
The first book I ever wrote was this book right here. Whoa, that's too big. I got to make that smaller. Hmm, how do I make that smaller? Anyway, it's called The Crucified Rabbi. It's just too big right there. I wrote this book and I said, you know, so much of the Old Testament, here we go, here we go. So much of the Old Testament points to Catholicism because of the priesthood, because of blood atonement, the blood of the New Testament that we have in the Holy Sacrifice, the Mass, the mystery of the Eucharist, the priesthood, the vestments, the incense, all of this hypersanctity going on. And then you get in and you, you, you see kind of this kind of weird stuff going on with the sword fight. And you're thinking, do you really believe that that altar behind you is the cross of Jesus Christ? It has five signs of the cross on it for the five wounds of Christ. It's, it signifies not only the cross, but also the actual body of Christ. Do you really believe that? And if you do, why are you goofing around like it's a summer camp? I mean, did I? Let me know, everyone right now, in the comments, if you're on the live chat. And I'll do some Q&A and some comments at the end of the show. Was I sold a bill of goods when I read all this stuff about the sacraments and the altars and the churches and the sanctity and celibacy and all that? And then I come in and uh, we got fun and games. Summer camp. Was I sold a bill of goods? And why do these priests feel like they need to do gimmicks to uh, make me want to show up? I, I mean, I'm showing up for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, second person of the Trinity, Logos, Word made flesh. I don't need a gimmick. My kids don't need a gimmick. I don't want a Nerf sword fight. Now, you'll remember that this is the same parish that I covered before in Omaha. Let me pull up the O. Uh, this was from uh, Easter. Let me just move some things around here on the screen. This was Easter. And this was the... Uh, see if I can... Oh, yeah, here we go. The O Happy Day. You know... Easter's happy day. Jesus rose again. And let me play this real quick. Y'all remember this? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Here comes the priest. So solemn right here, but get this fruit on you. Turn it 
Oh, I forgot about that part. Little John Travolta there. Why do I need that? What about Gregorian chant? I mean, ask yourself if you're St. Peter the Apostle, you're St. Paul, St. Stephen, first deacon, and you believe that the Eucharist is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And when the priest says the sacrosanct words, this is my body, when that happens, the bread becomes truly, really, essentially, substantially the body of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Jesus Christ, truly him when the priest says, this is the chalice of the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, mysterium fidei, the mystery of faith, as St. Paul calls it, it becomes the actual blood of your redemption. The blood of the Mashiach, the Messiah. You're an early Christian, you're Peter, you're Paul, you're Stephen, you're Mary Magdalene. And you're just going to get out some Nerf swords, an inflatable raft, balloons, oh happy day, get that groove on. No, or are you going to enter into silence? Sanctity. When the priest, the high priest, went into the Holy of Holies, it was silent. They were not getting their groove on. It was not, shake what your mama gave you. It was life and death. Liturgy was sacrosanct. You don't screw around with it. You don't mess with it. This is why Shia LaBeouf told Bishop Barron, the Novus Ordo feels like you're selling me a used car. Let's talk about used car for a second. The reason there is this idea of used car salesman is because with the used car, are, are the miles accurate? Has it had a broken transmission? Has it been in a wreck? Is the frame tilted? Is there anything wrong with the engine? Has it had its proper oil changes? You know, in a used car, you don't quite know what you're going to get. And so a used car salesman is there to sort of add some distraction, some entertainment, to puff you up, to make you feel good about that purchase, which may or may not be beneficial for you. I mean, Shia just hit 
a grand slam when he used used car salesman as the metaphor. Bishop Barron didn't quite know how to answer that. We've even got Cardinal Roche in the Vatican saying, I want to talk to Shia. Even today, actually. Bishop Schneider says the Vatican, he said, Francis should talk with Shia LaBeouf about the liturgy. Because this is a cringe zone. We're literally melting inside with cringe. That was me melting with cringe. Torble. Torble. Speaking of cringe, I made a cringe of all cringe videos. I said to them, I said, you know, if you're going to be hip with it, cool, don't go for the sixth grade summer camp vibe. If you really want to get young people like got to have music that sounds like what young people listen to. You know, like, go look at Spotify top streaming songs. It ain't no happy day. I mean, you got to look at Drake, Future, Savage 21. Like, this is what kids are listening to. Are y'all ready to really get into their culture and introduce that into mass? I don't think so. And why even when we have a time-honored, a time-tested liturgy protected by a dead language, Latin, so we can't change the words and the meanings. There's like a force field around the liturgy protected by the Latin, retained by the Latin. We have an amazing catalog of choral music, Gregorian chant, that has been time-tested, not just from the 1960s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s, but by centuries, over a millennium. Time-tested in different centuries, time-tested in Poland, time-tested in Portugal, time-tested in Scotland, time-tested in Mexico. This is what we've inherited, and you, the used car salesman, priests, and liturgists, want to give us the cringe of the cringe. Remember this video I made? I got to just play it real quick. I did the remix. This is from uh, last year, I think. I did a remix. Put in a little... Everybody took this video of me dancing and memed it. Put different memes. But, but this is here. Remember this. But even this is totally cringe. It's more contemporary, heat waves. But do we even want that? Sometimes all I think about is you. Late 
Father does get his Look, but where are the youth? Where are the youth at the Latin Mass? Go look. Go to the Latin Mass. And look. Where are the youth? It ain't at Oh Happy Day. And it ain't at. Yeah, why they're playing it. So, I mean, it's just. You can watch that full thing on YouTube if you want. It's the remix. Now is a great time for we, the Catholics, to sit down with the bishops and Cardinal Roche and be like, what? What is the deal? Okay, we did the we did the clown, we did the Bob Dylan mass, we did the Oh Happy Day mass, we did the balloon mass. Uh, there was a beer garden mass in Germany. We've done the raft mass. We've done the pool noodle, uh, Nerf sword mass. I mean, wh where can we go from here? I mean, we got uh, we had the hoverboard mass. We had the guy wearing, I think it was a Superman chasuble. We had the superhero DC uh, mask. Maybe I haven't seen the Marvel one yet. Maybe that's coming. Now. I mean, when are y'all going to stop? Are we going to have the baby Yoda mask? Mandalorian mask? I mean, Gandalf mask? I mean, when, are y'all just going to keep fishing with every lure that you got? Is that really... Cardinal Roche. Somebody send this video to Cardinal Roche. Cardinal Roche, I've met you before. Is this really the approach that Pope Francis and you are going to take? Let's let all these bishops and priests experiment, engage with the culture, and do every single used car salesman gimmick that you can. And eventually, somehow, you're going to get the young people you're not. Listen to Shia LaBeouf. It's cringy. It's used car salesman level stuff. We don't want it. Look at your numbers. It's like, as I said in the book, Infiltration. You gave new Coke. Everybody wants Coke Classic. There's a few people who like Coke, but you got the Coke Classic. At least Coke recognized the problem and they went back to Coke Classic. You guys, I mean, it's been since the 80s and you're still telling us to drink the new Coke and it tastes better and everybody loves it. But honestly, look at your numbers. Have a business meeting. Look at the numbers. It's failing. It's no bueno. All right, we're going to do a little Q&A. What do you guys think of Sword Mass? What would you do if you are at the holy sacrifice of the mass and father pulls out a pool noodle with some other guy in the coat and here they are this guy i don't know what this guy's doing i didn't watch the full video because honestly i just i would die of cringe uh, and they start fighting in front of the holy altar of jesus all right so i'm going to take comments i'm going to take questions now before i do if you just got in make sure you like this video thumbs up. Make sure you share it on Facebook and Twitter and make sure that you subscribe by clicking the subscribe button. It is red and click that bell for the notifications. Okay. Questions and comments coming right in. All right. 
Sorry, I was distracted. My dog just came in. Ghosty says, this is almost as bad as a black mass, total sacrilege and irreverence. I don't know if I would go that far because a black mass is literally offered to Satan. I don't, I think this is cringe. I think it is irreverent. Is it black mass level? I don't think so. Hey, Duke. Duke, you want to say hi? Come here. Um, yeah. JJ says, because mass is about God, not all this other... There's a cuss word there, sorry. Peter the Green says, lightsaber mass next. Yeah, I mean, they would. You know, you get Luke Skywalker and uh, Baby Yoda, Darth Vader. Uh, they might get their groove on and play the uh, Star Wars intro. You know, with the text. Maybe they could do the lessons. The epistle and gospel, you know, at the beginning of Star Wars with the black space and the yellow text going off. Maybe they could do the lessons like that on their uh, projector. More, more from the cringe factory. Dermot says, abomination, desolation in the holy place. We all know where the Antichrist will be seated. Uh, I just wrote a book on that. All the church fathers say he will be seated in Jerusalem. We'll talk more about that in the future. Beth says, can't watch it. Sorry, too painful to see priests behave this way. You know, that's another. I'm glad you brought that up, Beth. It's not just that you're being cringe. It's not just that you're being stuck in the 60s and 70s. Oh, happy day. Because you're like, it's contemporary worship. It's not contemporary worship. It's like 1970 worship. When was oh, happy day? 69? 70? 71? I'm guessing around there. Is that priests are behaving this way in a holy place? You know, it's like if you had a meeting in the Oval Office and you're like brought out a a Nerf sword, and you're like, come on, president, let's fight her. And, and you think you're really funny, and everyone's just like, God, what a creep. Why did you bring a Nerf sword to the Oval Office? Like, this is not Comic-Con. It's the Oval Office. Well, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is like a gazillion times more holy and sacred than the Oval Office, and you're going to do these things? Diana. That priest dancing like that, he is out of his mind. I don't understand why he would do it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Anyone have any questions? The Fawn's Mass. I hope not. I mean, Muppets are kind of... No, Fawn's... I was thinking I was thinking about Fawn's... Uh, Happy days. Yeah. Happy days. That'd be something. You know, they might think that the Fonz is still cool. By the way, the Fonz was not that cool. He was like an older dude hanging out with younger high school kids. Anybody pick up on that? That's kind of what this is. Fonz is actually a pretty good analogy, Joey. Good call. And Joey, thanks for moderating. Everybody say thanks to Joey. Uh, Pearl says, years ago, I saw a video where there was nonsense going on and some religious sisters were there. They got up and prostrated themselves in front of the altar. 
I mean, that's that's the next question is how do we as lay people preserve the sanctity of our parishes that our parents, grandparents and great grandparents, you know, bled and sweat for. And now we got all this, these jokesters, these used car salesmen. Matt says, what can we do to defund them? Yeah, I mean, the biggest grift in the church right now is bishops, priests, religious nuns who are using the buildings and the endowments provided by faithful Catholics from 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, and they're teaching heresy. They're teaching uh, CRT and BLM and LMNOP and every other acronym. And they're using the buildings, the properties, the campuses, the cathedrals, the parish churches, and the parochial schools that were paid for by your orthodox, God-fearing parents and grandparents. And they're using all those resources to teach error. That's the grift. How do we defund them? I've said, just stop giving them money. Give money to good priests, good sisters, good nuns. Good bishops, if you can find one. Do not put your money into diocesan slush funds. Don't. Don't. Ask Jesus Christ. Say, send your Holy Spirit into my heart. Where do you want me to give money? Because you do need to use your money for the kingdom. It's one of the precepts of the church that you support the pastors of the church. you got to figure out, though, where is that best used? And ask God to guide you. I like this. David says they're squatters. Exactly. They have come into the church, into the buildings, the high schools, the middle schools, the colleges, the convents, the rectories, the cathedrals, and they've taken them over. We're seeing month by month, Pope Francis, Cardinal Roach, they got something to say about the, those wanting the traditional Latin Mass. They're beating it like a drum. Why don't they ever talk about all this nonsense? I'll tell you why. Because they processed Pachamama right into St. Peter's. St. Peter's Basilica needs to be reconsecrated. Throw bricks at me, throw tomatoes. I'm sorry. You bring an idol into the tomb church, the Basilica of St. Peter, the Apostle, on this rock, I will build my church. You bring in a pagan goddess statue. You defiled the sanctuary, Francis. You defiled it. Kid Trip says, hey, Dr. Marshall, I'm currently in an RCI program, but want to receive the sacraments in an extraordinary form, but will have to write to my bishop. What's your advice on that letter? Uh, it, the chances of your bishop letting you do that are slim to none unless you're in one or two dioceses that I can think of. The only way that you're going to receive the traditional sacraments coming in the church is if you go to a traditional parish community. Fraternity of St. Peter, Institute of Christ the King, SSPX, or something else similar to that. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Why? Because Pope Francis has said, outside those communities, they are not to administer the sacraments traditionally. That's part of Traditions Custodes from last year. It's written down. So writing to your bishop saying, hey, can you please go against Francis so I can have this? Good luck. It's not going to happen. And I don't even believe in luck. 
Joey says, some people say the spouse of Mary is the Holy Spirit. Why do they say that? That's a good question, Joey. So this actually goes back, I think one of the very first saints to articulate this was St. Francis of Assisi. And he called God the Father, or he called Mary the daughter of God, not consubstantially the daughter, but daughter by adoption, the mother of Christ or the mother of God and the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Why is she the spouse of the Holy Spirit? Because she conceived of the Holy Ghost. We say that in the Apostles' Creed and we say it in the Nicene Creed. She conceived of the Holy Ghost. She is espoused and because she's the Immaculate Conception, she's never had original sin, venial sin, mortal sin, her life is completely linked and united to the Holy Ghost. So the movings of the Holy Ghost are expressed in her. Is she the Holy Ghost? No. Is she God? No. Is she goddess? No. Is she divine? No. Is she filled with divine grace and elevated in sanctifying grace? Yes. Higher than all the angels and saints combined. So in that sense, she's the spouse of the Holy Ghost. You can also go back and there's an Eastern hymn that's ancient. I think it goes back to the eight or nine hundreds, maybe earlier. The Akathist hymn. I think it's by St. Romanos. And it repeatedly calls her bride unwedded or bride unbride. There are different translations of it. But here we see that Our Lady has a bridal connection to Almighty God. So that's the theology on it. Totally Orthodox, East and West believes that. Cool Breeze says, Have you considered the Holy Face devotion, which is particularly focused against blasphemy? Yes, I have. The Holy Face, sent to me by the good people who promote this devotion. We say the divine praises and we have devotion to the Holy Face to make reparation for blasphemy against Jesus Christ. We also keep the first five Saturdays, which was this, pardon me, one of which was this past Saturday, in reparation for the sins against Mary, the five sins against Mary. Part of being Catholic is making reparation. This is not something that we had as Protestants. Reparation is saying, dear God, people are sinning against you. It adds up to more and more suffering for Jesus on the cross. More sins he has to suffer for, or he had to suffer for. I just want to console you. I just want to be one of the people who, instead of spitting in your face and pushing thorns into your brow, and driving nails into your hands and pushing a spear into your heart. I just want to be, I know I did all that with my sins, but I just for a moment want to be one of the people who says, I love you. Thank you for dying for me. I want to console your heart in any way possible. I want to be one of those people. That's called a reparation. You're trying to repair damage. Can we really repair it as finite creatures? No, but by God's grace, we can. We can come in and we can actually please God. By His grace, not by our own works, not by our own nature. Don't listen to Martin Luther on that. By God dwelling in us, we can please the heart of God. By His grace and power, by His movement, by the Holy Ghost in us, we can please God and we can make reparation. And we need to do it. 
Eric Montez says they have to reconsecrate the altar of St. Peter's. I agree. It all needs to be reconsecrated. Uh, and uh, how many children do you have? Ocho, eight. Miles says, why doesn't the Pope mess with the Byzantine liturgy? <sighs> sure hope he doesn't, but why wouldn't he? If he can, if, if they can come and recovate the Roman rite in the calendar, in the Holy Week, in the Mass, and in the other six sacraments, to them, nothing else is sacred. Michelle Schaefer says, where do you go to Mass when you are in Rome? I usually go to Trinita, which is the parish of the Fraternity of St. Peter in Rome. And there's often been a Mass at St. Mary Major, uh, sometimes at the tomb of St. Pius V that I go to. Long ago, back in the teens, like 2015, 16, 17, there was a mass, a Latin mass, at the altar of transfiguration, Raphael's transfiguration, inside St. Peter's. And that's where I used to go. It's, I've been told, no longer there. Uh, and there was a great priest there named Monsignor Sosman who died of COVID. May he rest in peace. And the souls of the faithful departed, the mercy of God rest in peace. But I don't think that's there anymore. So uh, in Rome, you go to Trinita. Beautiful place. Great priests. Love being there. Marjorie says, thanks for all you do. Thank you. Uh, Joey says, Google fa Holy Face Devotion. Uh, Deborah says, what's a good book on the Holy Ghost? I don't know much about him. That's a good question. Maybe I should do a um, Holy Ghost in 50 pages. You want me to do that? Something I could do. Was uh, Behemoth in the book of Job a dinosaur? Mm, I don't think he was. That's just my opinion. All right, I'll do a couple more questions. Jesse, how do you balance self-defense and turn the other cheek? Uh, well, first off... Uh, when our Lord says, when you're struck on one cheek, turn the other. So that's talking about a personal affront to you as a person, which is different than a personal affront to other people. So if I see a man who's attacking my child or someone in my family or attacking an old lady, all bets are off. Okay, so he's harming a third person and he's going to feel the total wrath of me as a protector. All right. So I'm not going to be like, Hey granny, he's hitting you on that. Yeah. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. Be Catholic. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. Get, get whipped by that. No, I'm going to intervene and there's going to be a little whipping going on. So first off, when it comes to protecting your home, where your wife and your children sleep and live, uh, schools who are being attacked, churches that are being attacked, old ladies being attacked, their purse snatchers and all that. Uh, those guys just get a full whipping, or gals in that case. Now, when it comes to you personally, there is self-defense. Thomas Aquinas teaches it. St. Augustine teaches it. Someone attacks you, you can always defend yourself. That being said, if you're being attacked for the faith, someone comes to you and says, renounce Jesus Christ or I'm going to shoot you, you do lay down your life as a martyr. That's the teaching. 
right? If someone just barrels into me and starts attacking me and fighting me, you better believe that my five years of jiu-jitsu are going to come out and I'm going to lock them up. That's self-defense. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, the church, the sacraments, your testimony for Jesus Christ, and they're coming after you in odium fidei, in hatred of the faith, you take it. You lay down your life for Jesus. All right, one more. Here we go. Looking straight up at Grover. Yes, Grover is another example. I talk about that. That's what made me trad. I went to a Novus Ordo Mass over 10 years ago, and I always tried to go to communion on the priest and not the Eucharistic minister, but for some reason at this moment, I couldn't get to the priest. So I was in the line for the Eucharistic minister, and the Eucharistic minister, this is a church with no religious art in it has a blue Grover Sesame Street shirt on and says body of Christ and gives me the body of Christ. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm literally receiving God from someone where I'm looking at the face of Grover from Sesame Street in a bare bones white watch. I can't even look at the Virgin Mary or Jesus. And I'm looking at Grover. And I'm like, this has to stop. I can't live this. And that's how I became trad, going to the Latin Mass. Grover made me trad. Uh, Atticus says, thoughts on lay people taking Jesus in a pics to the sick? Uh, this is a hard one. It's a really hard one. But unfortunately, priests often don't do their job anymore. When it comes to sick calls, they let lay people and deacons do it. I mean, before I was a Catholic, I was an Episcopalian cleric, clergy, Episcopalian priest. You know, you got to make sick calls. Married clergy in other traditions, you get the call and you're at dinner. Sorry, honey. This is my vocation. I got to go. If married guys can do that, why can't celibate guys do that? 24-7. And I know some priests do, good priests. I was at uh, First Saturday Mass, TLM, this past Saturday, Fraternity of St. Peter. And uh, I helped the ladies with the flowers. And then I said, I need to talk to Father. I said, hey, where's Father? I need to ask him something or tell him something. And they said, oh, he had to run out sick call. That makes me happy. Father's doing his job. He got a sick call. He could hang out the parish. But he's out doing his vocation. Sick call. So I don't think lay people should be doing this. It's never, I mean, listen, except for some extreme persecution, it's never been the case up until 1960 that lay people took pixes into the hospital and were administering Holy Communion. Not in the 1800s, not in the 1500s, not in the 1200s, not in the 900s, not in the 500s. This is a complete innovation. All right, one more because I like this question. Uh, Thomas Taylor says, was Mary baptized? Uh, the consensus is yes, she was. Not because she had an original sin, because she didn't have original sin. Not because she had venial mortal sin, but she... Baptism not only regenerates you and restores the habit of grace, which she didn't need, 
um, it also incorporates you into the church. And Mary is, of course, mother of the church, but she's also a member of the body of Christ. She's in the church. So uh, Cornelius Alapide, I'd refer you to him. He has some uh, citations so showing that Mary was baptized. And I believe the tradition is, I think I get this from Cornelius Alapide, that if you read the Gospels, Christ doesn't baptize. He delegates baptism to the apostles. They baptized. But Cornelius Alapide quotes someone, I can't remember who it is, who says that Christ himself personally only baptized two people. Guess who those two people are? St. Peter, the Pope, and the Blessed Virgin Mary. And then Peter baptized the other apostles, and then those 12 apostles baptized everybody else. That's in Cornelius Alapide in commentaries on the Gospels. Aquinas may say that in his catena, but I can't remember. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Again, like this video, share this video, subscribe if you're not subscribed, you want to be a subscriber. And a special thanks to all the Patreon patrons who make this channel possible. If you want me to send you some merch or sign books, there's all kinds of different levels in there. Uh, online courses that I teach on the Latin Mass, on Old Testament, New Testament, philosophy, it's all there. Go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. And uh, I got all kinds of things to thank you for supporting this channel. And a big thank you to everyone who does support on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. Maybe you're thinking, man, I wish I had good priests who were making sick calls. I wish I had a good Catholic school. I wish I had a good Catholic parish. If your job allows you to, if your station in life allows you, move. And that's why I recommend realestateforlife.org. Go to realestateforlife.org. Say, hey, I heard about y'all on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. I want to sell my house and I want to move somewhere like Texas. Someone, one of my Patreons said, how come you're always saying Texas? What about Louisiana? There are good Latin mass people and parishes in Louisiana. There's good ones in Colorado. There's, uh, I can't name all the places, but there's good places. I, of course, like Texas, but there's other great Latin mass communities like in Kansas City. So they can help you discern that, sell your house wherever you are, move to a place that can provide the proper Catholic sacramental care for your family. So I recommend realestateforlife.org to begin that process and that journey. All right. Thanks for watching. We're going to pray a Hail Mary now. And we're going to pray Hail Mary that we get priests and liturgies that focus on the sacrosanct nature of the Holy Sacrifice. Oremus. Nomine Patris et Fidi, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et or mortis nostre. Amen. And we'll pray a glory be to thank God for all the great priests and great liturgies and sacraments that we're receiving from them. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sanctum, sicuterat in principio et nunc et semper, in secula seculorum. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. St. Pius X, pray for us. Nomine Patris et Fidi, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for 
watching today, I'm take these jokers off the screen and I'm going to put Our Lady up on the screen. Pray the rosary every day or you're not on the team. Pray the rosary. It's Bible on beads. Do it. Commit to it. Thanks for watching. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.